Well, thank you to Jennifer. That was a very sweet time, wasn't it? Well, good morning, everybody. You survived Christmas. We survived Christmas. I always think it'd be a fun, probably not productive, but a fun exercise to get in circles and share who had the most dysfunctional, who had the most fun in their dysfunction over the holidays. Just, you know, just revel in the stories together. But too many of them are still here with us today, so we can't do that. Uh, so, uh, but it'd be fun. No, just, just joking on that. Um, and now it's New Year's Eve, so that's fun. I want to say welcome to the Gaelic clan. Uh, there's a lot of you here. You're about half our congregation today, so <laughs> we celebrate you. If you're online, there's about 48 Gaelics here, so you're you're missing you're missing that. So that's it. Actually, feels full here on New Year's Eve because of them. So glad for that. Um, yeah, so it's kind of wild. We're at the final final day of 2023, and so um, as we get ready to close out this year and go into the new year, um, I, I'm hoping that this is the spirit you're in. I think this is a great time to think about how is it that we reflect on where we've come from? How do we look together to where we're going? And so we'll start with a scripture. Let's go ahead and stand um, together and read this. It's a short one. It's really just one verse of this I want to I want to kind of focus in on on this New Year's Eve and as we get to go into the new year. But this is a beautiful passage from Isaiah 43. We shall read just two verses of this. Through Isaiah, God says, forget the former things do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing, let's all say this in English, that phrase. See, I am doing a new thing, a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. You can just leave this up there for a bit if you uh, want, Sergio. We're going to get into this in a minute. All right should probably mention, too, one kind of exciting thing on the personal side. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be gone. I'm leaving for two weeks. I'm going to take my first ever mini sabbatical. Um, so, yeah, I am, so yeah, I'm super excited about that. I've never been to Puerto Rico, so um, I'm going with the family to Puerto Rico tomorrow. So we get to spend a week exploring it, and then I'm going to a retreat center the second week in January where I'm going to do a silent retreat for a week. I have never done that where I'm not going to interact with any people. Um, I'm not going to... I'm probably maybe a little bit of reading stuff, but I think as I'm getting older, I'm realizing with prayer, it's more important that I talk less and listen more. So I'm going to do a whole week of just spiritual listening and look forward with excitement to see what God is going to say to me over that period of time. So I will miss you all. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, you'll be in this and I'll be in Puerto Rico. So I'm just, uh, <laughs> not to rub it in, but I kind of did. So anyway, yes, that's, uh, that's what I'll be doing over the next two weeks. So prayers, I guess. Uh, yeah, prayers are helpful, but I'm going to do good even if you don't pray for me. So I'm looking very, looking very forward to that. Okay, let's uh, let's here. Let me start kind of. Bi- I want to just think together, big picture for a minute, and then we're going to like super, super practical, like to the point of like we're like thinking about goals and stuff like that for the new year. So if you've got pen and paper or phone or whatever you want to do, we're going to actually do a little bit of working here today. But let, let here's what I've been kind of thinking about uh, in my own kind of exercises of this, and I've gone through what we're about to go through a number of times this month. This, this phrase that God says, I'm doing a new thing. Here, here's, just, here's kind of a big question to, to ponder as we think about it, but just to put some words around. If, if and when God is doing a new thing, and this is who God is, God makes old things new, right? Uh, Apostle Paul revels in this, that we used to be the old, but because of the Spirit of God, we're new creations. God is doing a new thing. Here, here's, here's a question I think is good to just come back to on a regular basis in consideration. When God is doing a new thing, and in it specifically, God says, um, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? So if God's intention and hope for us is that we would perceive 
the new thing that God is doing in our life, the new things God is doing in our life, how do we do that? How do you get in touch with the things God is doing in your life? How do you perceive the new things that God is doing in your life? Uh, I want to give you my answer for that, and it's not exhaustive because I feel like this answer evolves over time, and you might have different ways. But I want to highlight two different things, one of which we don't have time to get today and one of which we'll actually lean into today. But I feel like there's two complementary kinds of ideas that, that land for me when we're perceiving what God is doing in a new way. The first one, which we won't do today, but I think is important, it's the much more mystical one. The second one is much more kind of concrete, planning-oriented one. Here's, here's, the, here's the first idea that I would just kind of like to bring back to you at the forefront of your mind. And if you've been with us over Advent, we actually did a week on this um, of who God is. But when we're perceiving what God is doing, the new thing God is doing, I think it's really important that, uh, let, let, let me use the word, there's a discover element to this, a discover element. And the, the part of God that this is linked to, there's a lot of images for God, a lot of images for how Jesus shows up in our life. But one of my favorite ones, well, I, I use a couple because I think they're related. Uh, uh, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, when talking about Jesus, says that Jesus is, many of you know this phrase, Jesus is the author of our faith, all right, the author and perfecter of our faith. I think this is a really helpful way to think about and reflect on, remember the activity of God in our lives, is remembering that God is the author of our story, which you could like spend a whole lot of time reflecting just on that image, right? Because if God is the author and we're in the story, then you can't, it's just to state the obvious, but it's not always obvious for us, you can't discover what God is doing in you without trusting that God is the author and learning to discern and to listen and to recognize the voice of God as God authors our story and as we find our place within it. To me, what's the, the, I'm kind of putting these in the same category. That's very closely linked. When I think of Jesus as the, as the author of our faith, I also think of Jesus as the good shepherd. All right, this is the one I we, we talked about um, in one of the Isaiah passages, uh, the advent looking forward that God will come, that Jesus will come as a shepherd. And I like particularly when you think of the John 10 imagery of Jesus. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice. They recognize my voice. And Jesus specifically says, when I, go, when I move out, the sheep listen to my voice and they follow behind me. And so this is one of my favorite and most intimate images of how I think of the activity of Jesus in my life is this sense of Jesus as a shepherd. Me as one of the sheep is part of the community of sheep who are following him. In this sense, when I think of Jesus calling us and us following, I don't think of Jesus being like way out there and we can barely hear him. I, I think of Jesus, I kind of link it with the, Jesus as author of our faith. I think of Jesus being our pioneer of our faith. I think of Jesus kind of going like one step ahead of us and then calling our voice and saying, now come with me. Jesus going one step ahead of us and saying, now sheep, children, loved ones, beloved ones, come with me. And that's one of my favorite ways. So here, here's, here's why I'm spending time on this, because what we're going to do next is talk about the value in planning and goal setting. And at a certain level, these almost feel conflicting for me. <laughs> because when you're goal setting, you're doing a lot of work to try to, to try to put language around where you think you're going. And when you think of Jesus as a shepherd, not their faith, you're putting a lot of energy into discovery of what Jesus is calling you. And so I, for me, I've had to learn to kind of hold these in dynamic tension together, that there's one dimension of this that's very mystical where we're saying, what does 2024 have in store for me? I have no idea. But I am trusting that God has an idea, and I'm going to put a whole lot of energy into in community, in friendship, listening for the new things that God is doing. 
in following God into this. So I want to leave a whole bunch of space as I think of a year ending and reflecting on that, as I think of God doing new things. I want to leave a whole bunch of space for an I don't know. I want to leave a whole bunch of, but not a passive, scary, anxiety-filled I don't know, but a discovery, trusting that Jesus is indeed the author and pioneer of our faith, that Jesus is the good shepherd, that Jesus is moving in such a way that I can't really fully predict where it's going to go. Okay, so I want to leave... I want to leave a big part of that open in my life. I would suggest you leave a big part of that open in your life, too. I think some of you are like much more naturally planners. Some of you are much more not. Um, and so I think there's always value in looking at these in a multiple kind of ways. So the one we're not going to do as much, because that's its own. Actually, I was just talking about this. I would love to do a series, maybe sometime soon, of like just coming back to, again, like what are the practical, skills, what are the practical ways we learn to hear the voice of God? Like in the day-to-day kinds of reality, how is it that you... Listen for the author and perfecter of our faith. How do you listen to the shepherd who's talking to his sheep? How do you move in that? I think that's really important. I think that's a big part of perceiving the new. Y'all track with me on that one? Uh, seemed important, and then we're going to kind of hold that as one thing. Then, on the other side, the much more, I don't know, I guess call it concrete practical, I think there really is something to be said for kind of rolling up your sleeves and saying, I'm going to methodically think through different parts of my life, and try to actively plan and prepare for what maybe God is wanting to do in this next year. Maybe even to set some concrete goals around that. And I don't think that's at odds with the Discover, Explore one. I think it's just a different kind of muscle, a different way of leaning into that, where we actually diligently, conscientiously think about what are some things in this next year that I believe God maybe would call me to take a step forward to do. And that's what I want to do for the rest of our time today, okay? Um, this, this is, the, again, the rest of this. Every, every week maybe feels a little bit different how we, how we do the sermon time. This is a roll up your sleeves and work for the rest of this time. So I'm going to invite you. I'm going to, you, could, you could come up with different categories of how to think about your life so you don't have to be married to these four categories that I'm going to share with you. But this, for this year, I feel every year when I do this exercise, I slightly move things around a little bit of how I think about the different categories in my life and where I'm setting goals. Um, so... Here's the four categories I'm going to walk you through this year. So I'm going to put these up. I'm going to give you a minute because, again, if you want, I, I would encourage you to take notes or do this on your phone. Maybe you've already started thinking about planning. If so, this will show up and sharpen it. Maybe you've not thought about this at all, and it's just a start. Maybe you're somewhere in between. But uh, we're going to actually like literally walk through these four categories um, as a way to think about your life, the different dimensions, the different um, kind of arenas in your life. And in this kind of larger sense of perceiving what God is doing, of kind of leaning into what God is doing, um, to reflect on different aspects within each one of these. All right, so I'm going to go in that order. I'm going to go personal, relational, vocational, church. They, they probably speak for themselves, although the first one is the most general. I'm going to do the most things under this one. Uh, you can keep this slide for now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through four things under personal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about um, ways that you can think about your own physical fitness and health, ways that you can think about your own spiritual vitality, spiritual practices, ways you can think about Sabbath keeping, we'll say a word on that when we get there, and then ways that you can think about emotional health, so that's going to be the biggest category, have the most bullet points under it as personal, under relational, we're going to talk about kind of how you think about goals in terms of how God might be encouraging you to invest in your own family, invest in your own friendship circles, vocational, kind of like what it is you do with your day. Church, not because this is a River City thing, but because I believe this is part of how God has designed us, that we should be actively involved in the family of God, and we should be thinking about that. So those are the four categories I'm going to take you through, all right? So um, you'll get extra bonus points if I see you writing notes uh, while we're doing this, because it means you're taking it seriously. But I won't, if you just want to sit and reflect, you can do that too. So that's, what we're gonna, that's literally what we're going to do for the rest of the time, all right? We're under this larger idea. 
that we're trusting that this is who God is, that God is making things new, that God is inviting us into that journey, that God is inviting us to see what God is doing, that God wants us to have this sense of progress, transformation, growth. Like this is something uh, there, this is something I believe strongly for myself. Every single year, I want to look back and say, I grew a lot that year. I don't ever, I, I don't ever want to get to New Year's Eve and feel like that year. Now, that doesn't mean it wasn't a hard year. Sometimes those are the years you grow the most, right? So it doesn't mean it wasn't hard as heck, the, the year it went there. It doesn't mean there weren't some peaks and valleys and stuff like that. But I don't ever want to get to a New Year's Eve and say, yeah, I kind of flatlined last year. I don't, I don't ever, and I haven't had that since I've been an adult. I don't ever want to get to a New Year's Eve and say, I didn't grow much last year. I want to get to a New Year's Eve and say, that was a, that, I can see some ways that I grew. But it's hard to know that if you don't track a little bit. So, okay, enough of the disclaimers. We're, we're in it now. You ready? We're going, to start, we're going to start thinking through. So we're just going to like literally start going through these one by one. So let's start with the personal category. First bullet point, let us think about how to have health and fitness. Okay? Right? The, uh, the Bible says the body is the temple of Christ. Um, our physical well-being affects everything else. That affects our spiritual being. It affects our emotional being. It affects our relationships. And so I just want you to take a moment. Is there, when you think about heading into a new year, and this is something I believe can happen when you're in community. I just feel like we can get a little sharper in listening. Um, just even in this moment, is there like anything you would say, I, I, I'm going to jot down in faith some thoughts of maybe what God would have me to do. Is it like eating a little bit better? You know, cutting sweets out a little bit more? It's true. Let's keep it real. Is, is there some stuff that you're putting in your body that you shouldn't be putting in your body? You don't want to do, not be doing that. Um, on the on the nutrition side, on the fitness side, is there like for me? I'm going to add. I, I uh, uh, 2023 goal was to work out at least three days a week. I for the most part hit that. I'm going to I'm going to up that to four this year. I want to make sure four days a week I'm doing something physical fitness. I can just feel a direct link between when I discipline myself to do exercise of some type, my overall spiritual vitality. So is there something is there something that God would be kind of spurring you? Like, here's a new thing you can do. You can get your body healthy, right? We're not talking about getting beach bodies here, though. If you end up with that, that's cool, too. That's not what, what I'm ultimately talking about, right? We're talking about being, about the well-being and the importance of physical and that. So you hear me on that? Like, just take a second. Is there anything on the health and fitness where you go, hey, I, I think I think God's saying I need, to, I need to be a little more attentive to my overall health. All right, that's our first one. Second one, spiritual practices. All right, now this is a giant category, I realize. Um, but I'm, my hope in this one is to like, here's what I'd love if, in the next like 60 seconds of this, if, if you can with some. Like, I, I, I'm wondering if there's something like a, like a single thing is really what I'm kind of getting here. Like, is there a single thing that you could kind of spot and say, I really think if I did this thing more, more consistently, it would really have an impact on my overall spiritual vitality. So like when I thought of this one for me, like I just went through what are the different, you know, I experiment different things. I, you know, morning quiet times or listening to podcasts at certain points of different like devotional kinds of things or reading devotional books or, you know, try different kind of things. One of the things for me that just, re and I kind of reference this a little bit with what I'm going to do in the listening retreat, one of the things I've just come to really value in my life is take, I, for me, I have to walk. I can't like hear good if I'm not walking, but to take a walk and just listen to just listen for the voice of God is like a really, for me, a really replenishing kind of a thing. Like I think it's really important to talk to God too and God says we should share what we need and God cares about that. But for me, there's just something super different about listening. Um, it might get into like a deep theology. I think, I think there's something about listening where 
when you're just alone with God, it brings up all your anxieties, all your fears, all your doubts. Um, for me, that's actually all really good to like kind of just do that, to bring it all before God to listen. So I'm going to try to take at least one walk a day where I just listen. That's like one of my goals for 2024. I want to try to take a walk every single day where I just listen. Is there something, is there something where you'd say, yeah, here's one of the ways I want to see newness happen in my spiritual life. I'm going to tr- really try to make this a practice, part of what I'm doing in my spiritual life. Track it with me. Okay, let's do a third one here under personal. Sabbath strategy. I'm just assuming that you take Sabbath seriously, which actually probably isn't an assumption, but you know, the, the, in the created design of who we are, it says that God worked for six days and took a day off. And then the Ten Commandments, God says, everybody should take a Sabbath. Right now, we don't need to get super technical or like um, uh, sort of like legalistic about it. But the, the the general notion that in a given week you should take one period of time in that week to take a break from your normal kind of workflow kinds of things and do something that's rejuvenating. To take a break from your normal work stuff and do something that's rejuvenating, I just think. Uh, I would go so far to say we're almost playing God when we don't do that. We're acting like we don't need that, even though God <laughs> patterned it in God's creative act and God literally commands it. When you think of all the Ten Commandments and all the do's and don'ts, isn't that amazing that keep the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments? That's how important it is to God. So I think that's, and again, to, to do something rejuvenating, you can experiment, try different kind of things, but I think it's so critical that we have that built into the rhythm of what we're planning to do and that we hold ourselves accountable. All right, so what does that look like for you? For the first quarter of 2024, what might you want to try at your Sabbath? Like I, I, some of you know that like I got a bike for the first time last year. So my Sabbath, when it's nice out, and I still haven't figured out if I want to do this when it's cold out. When it's nice out, on my Sabbath day, I take my bike to the lake and just enjoy water because that's a really important thing. Sometimes what I do with Sabbath stuff is with my kids and, and do something with them. Uh, but, but, you know, you can experiment with different, maybe it's a working out kind of thing, you know, but... Um, I think having some kind of a Sabbath strategy is super, super important. You know, know, Sabbath for a lot of you, it will be Sundays, and so church will be part of that. And so maybe like having a long and unrushed lunch afterwards or something is part of a Sabbath strategy. So there's a lot of ways to do it, but I think it's really important as part of our personal well-being that we do that. Okay, and then finally, last one. It's like another giant category, emotional health. Um, But I think it has to be included in here. I mean, a lot of times it's just going to be therapy. Um, that's a big thing for me in different seasons is just thinking about what I'm going to focus on this year within therapy. If it's not that, uh, you know, maybe it's journaling or something like that. But I think having some kind of a deliberate strategy where you're saying there's a whole bunch of stuff happening inside of me and uh, I need to first be aware of it and then need to be in spaces where I'm processing that and getting healthier on that, I think that's super important too. So you don't have to be married to these four categories or these bullet points. Maybe you would add other things, but I actually, I do some version of this every single year. And so this is, this is kind of where I'm at in my versions of this. So these are the ones I'm putting for myself. These are ones, I did goal setting on all four of these under personal. So makes sense as a way to kind of think about going into the new year, discerning the new things of God. Okay, that's the longest of the four. Let's go to the next one. Relational, God has created us to be relational beings. There's a lot of different ways to play that out. Some are more introverted, some are more extroverted, and one's not better than the other, but we are all relational beings that should take that seriously. So just do two categories in here. We'll do family first. Um, and and there's so many ways this can play out. Sometimes there's a lot of pain in this one because people have got um, lost loved ones or strained relationships with loved ones. Um, oh yeah, so go ahead, family. If, if you would, uh, I think family's the first one, right? Um, uh, but even still, I, I think it's really important right, the, to, to be mindful of 
right? if you're single and it's your parents and your siblings, you know, um, what kinds of what kinds of intentionality do you want to have in terms of how you're nurturing that? Uh, maybe it's how often you visit parents, or maybe it's something that's a little more strained than it should be, and it's coming up with a strategy of how to like really find some peace and reconciliation within that. If you're a parent, to like, you know, for me, one of the goals I'm gonna set this year is I want to do. My kids are getting old enough now that. I need to be more deliberate to do one-on-one times with them. So I'm going to try to do a once-a-month one-on-one time with each of my two kids. Like That's going to be my 2024 goal. So our, our family configurations are different, but um, I think that's an important part of God's relational design for us and something to be deliberate in thinking about. And then put friends um, for the next one. Uh, how we think, yeah, all right, I mean, this is probably a shared assumption that friendship is really important. But I think it's, again, I think it's important to be reflective and deliberate about this, right? Like, how often and which friends? Uh, and uh, do you feel like the way, however you would think of your friend group, it might be that you need to get some, deepen some of the friends, but um, for the friend group that's existing right now, do you feel like there's a good rhythm that you're sharing in an open kind of a way and that it's reciprocal? Do you guys need to do any kind of a touch base with each other? You know, I, I'm trying to be deliberate to even say, like, how frequent does that kind of stuff happen so that it doesn't get lost? Because I think that's a really important priority that, you know, which it, it, it's just really important to be known <laughs> and to know. Um, and you just, you kind of start to set yourself up for kind of a collapse when you're not in just an everyday kind of way of life where people know you and know what's happening with you and where you know, you know people too. And that... We, we know that doesn't happen on accident. That takes work and thoughtfulness and deliberateness. So um, I think we should have goals, uh, thinking about what's the new thing God is doing in our friend circle. Tracking? All right, let's go to a third one. This is, the, this is the one that I would have the most trouble knowing how to help you think about it. So because um, we have all different kind of jobs or you know, watching your kids, maybe your vocation. Uh, in this season, there, or you're looking for a job, there's a whole bunch of different ways that this one plays out. So I, can you bring, go ahead and bring both of these up at the same time, Sergio? This is just me just kind of maybe giving some ways to think about these. Um, but within your vocation, you know, is there certain goals you would have, certain mile markers of where you want to go this year? Is there, you know, I, I know this because so many of you share this stuff with me. A lot of you are unhappy in the career you're in, and you're trying to think about a different one. So is there something about that where you're conscientiously thinking about, I'm going to take this class, I'm going to talk to this person who's in this, I'm going to network in this kind of an area. If you're happy within the vocation you're doing, is there some kind of developmental goal, like something where you can say, I could get a little bit better at this, I'm going to take a certain class, read a certain kind of a book. But, I mean, vocation takes up so much of our lives, right? So I think it's important to be thinking about, you know, how do I experience as much fulfillment as possible within that? What are goals I can set within my vocational world? All right, final category. Uh, we'll think about church as um, one of the arenas that God has designed us to participate in. So actually, go ahead and bring up all three of these again, and I'll just kind of um, walk, walk, walk through these. Um, I, I, I guess this, the, 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 these, are, these are categories that I kind of think of of this that are just kind of part of God's design. So for one, I'm di differentiating between involvement and service, even though service is a way of being involved. But, you know, if this is your home community or if you're visiting it somewhere else, which I just think asking, like, asking yourself, am I involved at the right level that God would have me to be involved? 
now I'm not I'm not in any way trying to put this on as like some kind of a pressure, but I, I just think it's actually in the in the early church. It actually says that they met daily <laughs> together in each other's homes. So I'm not saying that like that's what makes you a good Christian is you're daily doing something. But I mean it's like there's like a range where like some of us have once a month kind of level of involvement in church, and then other you know daily could be on the other. Like where in that spectrum feels kind of right for you. Um, uh, because again, that life is so busy that it's rare that you'll be as involved as you want to be without deliberateness, without planning, without um, moving towards that with a sense of intention. So when you think of your involvement in church, um, what is it now? Where would you maybe want the level of involvement to be? Okay, I'm going to list service separately because I do believe that God has created us like this, or right? God says the greatest among you will be the one who serves I think service is such a critical aspect of like not just what a church needs, but what God has designed us to do. So I think to just be like really conscientious and say, what is the level of service that I'm doing right now? In the formal kind of ways where I'm fulfilling roles, in the informal ways where I'm showing up early or staying late, help set up, tear down, throw away the garbage, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but maybe to think through, you know, that, that I think there's always, what am I doing now? What maybe could I be doing? Um, what, what, what would God have me to do? Is there any goals around that service? And this final one, this is kind of a big way to say a broader mission, but I, what I mean by that is, right, for a lot of us when we think of church, we think of the actual, what we're doing now, or being together, assembled. But I also think a big part of church is being sent out into the world to participate with the work of God, wherever that might be. And that looks wildly different for all of us. But So I like that word mission. That's the Latin word, missio means sent. It just simply means that you kind of see that on a daily basis, God has sent you to show up in the world and participate with what God is doing. And so for me, I like to think of some of the things I'm doing within the church community, but I also like to think of some of how that's playing out in terms of what maybe God is nudging me towards in terms of broader service outside of maybe would be the traditional confines of the church wall. So I think of all that under church, because I think church should be the place where we get, the, the old school they used to say, gather and scatter, gather and scatter. Right, so there's this kind of gathering component where we come together and worship and come to the Word and commune and fellowship and pray and then go out into the world and participating with the work of God. And so I actually think pretty clearly around that category too of like, and I try to be as specific as I can around these. This is my process. I try to be as specific as I can to say, you know, just like what's one thing under each one of these that I can try to commit to? And then this is my process. Next year when we're at this point, December 31st, 2024, I will come. I will pull this file. I keep it as a Microsoft Word file. I will pull this Microsoft Word file back out, and I will look at it and say, um, how well did that work for me <laughs> this year? How many of those did I keep? How many of those did not? Why did I not? Was I, being, was I, was I stretching too far? Uh, was it not realistic? But I'm getting to the point now where I, the, the things I fill in with these are usually things I'm going to be pretty serious about doing. So, so that's I'm not trying to put my process on you, but that's my process to have part of it be very spiritually curious and aware and open to the fact that I have no idea what God is going to do in my life in 2024, and that is very real too. And then I try to also be super concrete and say, here's some things I'm going to commit to under those different kind of categories. So you can put your own personal spin on it, but I would recommend doing some kind of a way of capturing what you did this year and looking forward to the new year. Make sense? So let's uh, let's let's bring we we circle back to that passage again, um, uh, Sergio, and uh, uh, the pastor from Isaiah. And let's just uh, sit here for one second again, and then worship team's going to lead us into these very words of 
moving forward and God doing new things and us stepping into that. But let's just remember that this is who God is. God says, forget the former things, which doesn't mean we don't reflect on where we've come from. This is talking about you know, being in bondage to sin and um, feeling like we're not um, fully participating with God. So um, uh, God's saying, you can trust that I do new things. I'm moving in a new way you come with. And then I just love verse 19. See, I am doing, let's say it again, a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. It springs up, which is even that alone is kind of a cool image. Uh, do not perceive it. And so I truly believe in my core of my core, this is who God is. That God is a God who's moving forward. That this is a God who's doing new things always. That we're not designed to live in this like ho-hum, just kind of grind it out kind of life. I think we're meant, even when things are hard, I think we are meant to have kind of a vital connection with God and a sense of participation where God is doing new things and where God gives us the eyes to see it and perceive it. And that is my hope for you in 2024, that you will be connected to the God who is doing new things, you will be connected to the God who is moving forward, and that you will feel this sense of delight that comes when you are participating with that God. And all God's people said, amen. I invite the worship team back up, and we will close out 2023 singing this song. We can all stand together, which it looks like most of you are. Let us posture ourselves for a final benediction of 2023. So however you want to receive it, let's, let's take a moment to give God the whole of what this year was. All right, 2023 represented a whole lot of things in your life. Some good things, some hard things, some confusing things, some straining things, some stuff that took you to the very edge of something, some physical things, some emotional things. Let's bring it all to God and say, Whew, I'm thankful you're there with me in it, God, because there's a whole lot of things that come with 2023. And then as the clock strikes midnight tonight, we step into a new calendar year. And it's a good time for us to reflect and remember that God is a God of new things. That God does not hold our sins against us. That God starts us over. God as far as the east is from the west, forgives and cleanses, calls us into the new. God invites us into it. God invites us to perceive the new things that God is doing. So let's remember that this is who God is. This is who we are. Let us move forward with the God who loves us and calls us to new things. And all God's people said, amen. amen.